Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Well, hello and welcome, and we are delighted, as always, to be spending our time with you. We've got a fascinating show today. The Chinese <laughs> balloon is no more. Well, we're going to talk about the new Ergo product that's uh, really cool. And we've got a lot of other interesting things for the show today. So, Marsha, how is your day? Well, you know, we record this on a Saturday, and it's definitely a Saturday. What can I say? It is. So many things going on in tech, like Samsung had their unveiling of the new 23. We're going to talk at the S23. We're going to talk about that and a couple of other things. So social philanthropy, that's interesting, interesting stuff. So this just happened, like just now. Yes, that the U.S. shot down the Chinese spy balloon. Yes, they did. Now, A, how do we know it's a spy balloon when we all have satellites that can take close... You've seen the satellite pictures. You see the Google <laughs> Street View. Right. Not the Street View, but the satellite pictures. Easily, easily they can see anything they want without that. I mean, it's, a, it's an odd story. There's no question about it. You know, a Chinese balloon floating over the U.S. I mean, as I mentioned to you before they got on the air, the disturbing thing was that the comment that they made about it flying over Montana where we keep nuclear weapons. Although I didn't actually know we kept nuclear weapons in Montana, so well, maybe that just, wasn't a good story. Just so you know, as one who's seen the silos, I won't tell you where I've seen them, but you know that I was a part of uh, NASA social. Right. Um, yeah, you can't see the silos really from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. The, there is not a giant red silo painted on the ground with a big arrow. No. Fire here. <laughs> yeah, right. It's not. No. And it, it, and that Blinken said, well, we're not going to China because of this. And Chinese say it's a weather balloon. And there's another one that they've seen going over the Caribbean now, I was listening to Coast to Coast AM. Have you ever heard that radio show? Mm, maybe. It goes over the night. It used to be hosted by Art Bell, but it's oh, the sure. home, okay, home sure. of the, uh, yeah, the, the conspiracy theories. And you should have heard them last night. They were going down like crazy. Uh, according to The Independent, they have gotten this down, and they're going to examine everything and now the chances that they're going to tell us any of the truth are slim and none Probably. because they've already no offense made such a brouhaha over the whole thing that if indeed it is a weather balloon they don't want to make anybody look silly right mm-hmm. so spying i i don't know now they were saying on the conspiracy radio that oh my goodness it could launch an emp which oh, yeah that okay. would be really bad that would not be good <laughs> but it that didn't would... yeah so we're just going to wait and see i know when you listen to this podcast you'll have more information i think it's just fascinating tweet to me at marcia collier on twitter because i want to hear more of your theories on, on what this is all about and what we find out and whether they're telling us anything that's the truth. And, you know, Marla, Marcia knows where the silos are. It's time, Marcia. She was formerly with the CIA. 
Uh, no. Nope. A field op. <laughs> and uh, she knows a lot of stuff that the rest of you don't know. Is it okay? Are you cleared now to, to talk about stuff? Uh, I'm not with the CIA, but I do know a lot of stuff that I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, very interesting. So the big news this week, big, yep. big, big news. Yep. Is chat GTP, GPT. GPT, and, right. You know, I stumble over that all the time. Uh, it's been top of news. It's bumped Twitter out of the top stories. Um, it's huge. It's happening now. And people are really surprised. So to make it easier for everybody, I just wanted to share a couple of tips. Because we all kind of want to know, Right. What is this thing? How is it working? Why Why do we need it? We've heard all the stories. So what I want you to do is type in chat.openai.com and create an account to log in and interact with it. Now, interestingly, I tried that on my desktop and on my laptop and I couldn't get in. But when I did it on my phone browser, I got in immediately. So that was interesting. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I've read all the stories. We know all the magic it can do. But I decided to ask ChatGPT to write a short paragraph on how ChatGTP works. Now, I mm-hmm. figured this way we can get it from... Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Right? Right. So the answer was ChatGPT is a language model de- developed by OpenAI. It is built on the transformer architecture and uses deep learning algorithms to generate text based on patterns in the input data. ChatGPT is trained on a large corpus corpus of text data to generate human-like responses to natural language queries. Now, wait a minute. How, how natural was using the word corpus? But anyway, yeah, yeah, it uses the latest advances in machine learning and artificial intelligence to understand the context of a conversation and generate appropriate responses. The model's ability to generate text is based on its ability to predict the next word in a sentence, giving the context of the previous words. So that says to me that this thing does will never write a for dummies book. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, that was a little bit I more mean, complex. Th- this is a bit much. And in a nutshell, what it is, is nothing you read from ChatGPT is new. What it does is it gets the machine learning, gets its input from things that already exist. So, yeah, it can be a great database for things. I know that CNET, if you look at some of their articles they've admitted, are clearly written by AI. BuzzFeed is starting to use it, too, because it's good if you just want the facts and no personality whatsoever in the writing. And uh, people are finding that out the hard way. And people obviously have tried to use it in schools, universities, right? Well, chat. Uh, by the way, you know who the founder of OpenAI is? No. They're co-founders, Sam Altman and Elon Musk. Oh, of course. You know, it's actually <laughs> funny. I am now convinced that the whole planet listens to our show. Because a month ago, I had never heard of ChatGPT. Literally never heard of it. I was, uh, and I told the story about sitting at racquetball with my racquetball partner. And he tells me about this thing. And I did a story 
on the air, and that was about a month ago. Mm-hmm. Ever since that story came out, it has blown up everywhere. So, Well, Mark, it, everybody's been writing stories. It wasn't just you. I, well, no, I, I but, but it wasn't the, in the news. Like Microsoft comes out two weeks ago and is putting a billion, $10 billion, whatever the number is, into chat, GBT. Well, one of the things you need to know is it's here for Microsoft already. Right. Bing users said that a new Bing interface just appeared, but disappeared right away. Microsoft is reportedly integrating OpenAI's chatbot ChatGPT into the search engine with plans to announce an update soon. By the way, I need to back up a minute. Uh, OpenAI CEO is Sam Altman. Elon Musk backed out of OpenAI because of a possible conflict with the AI he's doing at Tesla. So I want, want to give factual information here. But going back to teachers in schools, the bot has already accomplished passing the U.S. medical licensing exam, the Wharton MBA exam, and four law school courses. But we knew that about lawyers, right? Right. Um, Next week, I'll talk about how someone uh, tried to bring it into a courtroom, and that didn't end out very well. The judge was not not pleased. (laughs) I started writing a uh, vampire novel, I don't know, 15 years ago. And I'm about 30 pages into it, so it's taken me a little bit of time. And I'm going to have Chat GPT write it for me. Well, the problem is, as we know by the part that I read in the beginning, it's not, not personal. It's not right. human-driven. But they did write a program, web-based program called, and you can look it up, AI Text Classifier, that this program will flag pasted-in text with following labels, very likely, unlikely, unclear if it is, possibly, or likely AI-generated. It's not perfect. It requires also a minimum of a 1,000 characters to determine whether AI-generated text is there, and it's prone to making errors. Now, but this, again, this is just the beginning. So teachers will be able to go over things. I mean, I think the original answer of making uh, students write their papers in longhand or cursive, as we used to call it, mm-hmm. uh, would be a good solution because they certainly don't want to do that. But my last note on ChatGTP is something that you can use for it yourself. If you're looking for a job or if you have a company and you want to send a cold email to someone, mm-hmm. cold emails are super hard. So give Chat. GPT, a simple prompt like, write a cold email introducing myself and my company and inviting someone for a meeting. Mm -hmm. They will come out with it and then take it and modify it and personalize it. And then ask again. The model never creates two identical answers. So at least it can give you ideas on how to phrase things and how to write a winning email that's actually going to get results. Uh, I think it's great. Yeah, it's fascinating. The whole thing is fascinating. I was impressed by, uh, as I told you, I was complaining about something at the gym, uh, and I had ChatGPT write a letter to the, you know, to the whoever that is at the gym, and it it was fascinating what came out. You know, well, my disappointment. You know, we talked about Bing, but as far as Google, Larry, uh, Larry and Sergey Brin are back at Google, the original founders of Google. Right. They have started writing their first code, published code in ages. 
And Google is not going to let this go. They are not going to uh, just let this slide by and let Microsoft Bing run away with things. They're going to try to do away with the fact that something that helps, that makes people bad at searching the Internet. Mm -hmm. And people generally use keywords. And Google generally performs better if you use Boolean commands, which very, well, a minority of users know. But if you can just go to it and ask it a simple question, and it gives suggestions off that, I think that that's way cool. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. Maybe it could write your books for you. No thanks. You no? know, people have told me when they read my books, they hear my voice. Oh, so Isn't I mean, and that's, that's haven't heard it uh, just from one person. There so you go. I'm okay with that. But you know, for ideas, good idea. Yeah, very very interesting. Uh, so, but five or six years ago, I would say, Marcia, we got introduced to a company called Ergo, which um, later became a sponsor of ours. And I want to give you some hearing loss statistics in the United States, which is really kind of staggering. 48 million Americans report some degree of hearing loss here in the United States. Typically, 50 and older is when you start to have some hearing loss. But disturbingly enough, a lot of kids have hearing loss. Now, this doesn't sound like a lot, but three out of every thousand children in the U.S. are born with a detectable hearing loss. Fifteen percent of school-age kids, 16, 6 to 19, have some degree of hearing loss. About 20 percent of teens do. So th- this is something that's really, you know, I would never have thought the numbers were quite that big. So when we, I think we met um, the Ergo people at CES, and ever since they've come out, they're now on what they call their Ergo 7. And this is a big year for over-the-counter hearing aids, because before, you couldn't buy a hearing aid without going to an audiologist or going to an office and making an appointment. Well, now, they're coming out fast and furious. You know, every email and every uh, ad you see is, you know, now you can get hearing aids at, at Walmart and Walgreens and whatever else. And they can be very cheap and probably not as good. So Ergo came out with this very small, that barely visible, you can almost not see it at all when it's in your ear. And it's a hearing aid and it helps you to hear significantly better. It's Think of me- it like invisible earbuds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it It really is amazing. It doesn't need to be charged. One of the knocks of hearing aids that people always were disturbed by was vanity. Listen, we're all vain. So you don't want to hear, you don't want to wear a hearing aid that people can see because it just makes you feel old. So uh, they came out, you stick it in your ear, and you don't see it at all. You literally don't see it. It uh, has a 16-hour battery charge. And you never have to replace the battery, which is fantastic because those batteries, if, if anybody has gone through this, they're tiny. And you had to replace them what seemed like, you know, every 20 minutes or so. Uh, it comes with a, what they call sound adjust, which automatically adapts to any of the environment that you walk into. If you walk into a restaurant and it's loud, it'll adapt to that. If it's softer, it will adapt to that as well. And, uh, you know, they're not inexpensive. They're about $2,500 uh, for two which is about half to maybe three-quarters of what, you know, the old high-end Can you just buy one? That, that what? If you don't have the money, can you just buy one? Uh, you, I, no, I don't think you actually can. Uh, I don't, but I think they do have a plan where you can finance it. So they give the ability to, uh, yeah, they have zero APR financing, 
with a 45-day return pro- policy, two-year warranty. And, it, you know, just if you, the way you find out whether you have hearing loss for the most part is someone you love tells you that. You know, you know you can't hear something, but when you're talking to someone and they know you can't hear, it's your wife or your significant other, your husband, they will be the ones that say to you, hey, you know, something's going on there. Yeah, well, wait a minute. My ex-husband had selective hearing. He would only <laughs> well, that's hear. Different. <laughs> he yeah. would only hear what he wanted to hear. So you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so it comes with um, support for life as long as you have it. You know, it doesn't expire. Uh, you know, after your warranty expires, it doesn't expire. They will help you as long as you want, and uh, it'll be available in about a week. It's called the Ergo 7. It's at E-A-R-G-O. And I think they did a phenomenal job, and they keep improving it every year. So if you've got hearing loss, you know, just don't be afraid to take a look at this, because if you have an ego and a hearing loss, that's two combinations together. This is really going to help you. So check out Ergo.com. It's uh, it's really awesome. Yeah, I, you know, I th- think this is amazing. And when we first met with the people, um, we didn't... Uh, we were excited, but it wasn't big enough where people were really getting it. Yeah, so no, I, it was brand I think new that's huge. Something I didn't put in there that I just wanted to see, you know, Mark Cuban has his uh, um, drug plan that you can buy. What it costs, I forget the name of it. Cost Plus Drugs right. on the Internet, which is, you know, a deal. Yep. And... He's helping a lot of people. Did you know that Amazon was starting a similar project? Yeah, I read that. Very, very interesting. So, Um, you you know, this is interesting in that it's only going to cost... Prime Members offers unlimited access to some generic medications for $5 a month. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, we'll learn more about it later because I haven't had time to... I've just been to the homepage. Um Mark Cuban still, Cost Plus Drugs, still has more drugs available. Yeah. But it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting where that goes. No, I think he did a great thing for humanity. Uh, And uh, now other people, as you say, other people are trying to get involved in doing it for much less because these drugs are ridiculous. Unless they're generic drugs, which can be significantly cheaper, obviously, than brand name, uh, they're still really expensive. So congratulations. I think that's a fantastic thing. It's going to help everybody in the planet. So the next thing is Gen Z is loving on feature phones. Remember feature phones? These were flip phones. Yep. My wife has Everybody had them. And they were cool in the old days. It was the thing to have. Mm-hmm. But texting was a little bit difficult because it's you impossible. Had... <laughs> it's actually terrible. It still is, at least on the phone well, that my wife has. You know, you know A, B, C, C, D, E. I mean, you've well, got to go, you know. Well, it seems that they are improving them. And I think this is great because for those of us who are so tied to our phones, and so you have to be present on your phone all the time. And right. Well, you don't. You really don't. And that won't help the quality of your life and your relationships with your family and all that. Right. So if you just want to stay a little bit connected, a flip phone is the next best thing to going off the grid. You've still got yep. phone for incoming or outgoing calls, cellular, cellular connectivity, Wi-Fi with the new ones, uh, crystal clear calls. Um, I got – they sent me the Nokia – 2780 flip 
which is their newest phone. Mm-hmm. Not expensive. It's like 89 bucks. Yep. I'm looking at it and I'm going, hmm, it's 2.7 inches wide. It's got an interesting screen resolution. I have not powered it up yet, but I can easily take the SIM from my secondary phone and put it in there. Right. (laughs) Because I'm just horrified at the fact of making it my primary phone. It's got a USB-C connection. It's got a built-in FM radio. It's got a headphone jack. Um, it has, you can put a micro card support 32 gigabytes. So if you want to load that up with music, Mm -hmm. you could put it in there. Um, it is not Android, nor is it iOS. It's its own deal. And it will play back all audio files. Uh, the phone is 4G. Not bad. I mean, they guarantee that the phone has HD call quality. So I am going to give this a try. I am going to try and spend a week with it. Terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, I'm still going to have my backup phone because I don't know what this is going to be like. The screen is nice and big. It's a, you know, it's a a good-looking flip phone, but... uh, I don't know. I'm going to dive in with a phone number and use the Wi-Fi and just see how it works. Well, I mean, I will tell you, I have quite a bit of experience with this because my wife is non-techie, as non-techie as you can get. She doesn't use the computer. She's finally using Google and uh, Echo, you know, and she likes that. But she refuses to go to a smartphone. All she wants to use is a flip phone. Well, I do have to tell you this new phone, the Nokia 2780 Flip mm-hmm. has predictive texting. Well, that that's helpful. So that, helpful. that helps with that very difficult, clumsy yeah, with te- the typing on text- the phone. Typing, yeah. But well, if it predicts, uh, you know how that actually works pretty well on my Android phone, and I'm sure it works well on the iPhone. So we'll see. I'm going to test it out. I'm going to try it for a week until I can't stand it anymore or until I'm very <laughs> happy with it. And... Uh, well, what I will tell you is that um, she got her flip phone because her old flip phone was going to cease to work. I think it was like a 3G, and they just weren't going to support it anymore. So they gave her a free one, and again, they were like 80 90 bucks. And every one of the Verizon flip phones, uh, she got the TCL, had the worst reviews on the planet. Literally, I couldn't find one that had more than one star. I had to just, at the end of the day, just pick one. So hopefully, I'm really anxious to see if this is good. And and frankly, her phone kind of sucks. Well, I got to tell you, this the Nokia 2780 is unlocked. Um, ratings of four and above everywhere. They sell it at Best Buy, Walmart, um, I guess Amazon, Nokia. So we'll see. I'm yeah, giving I it hope a shot. It's good. I really do because yeah. her phone is terrible, and I knew it was going to be terrible. But well, you know, you I do? can't imagine it getting great ratings. No. <laughs> Only because people are so used to smartphones. And just so you all know, it's called a feature phone. It has features, but it ain't smart. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's definitely not a smartphone. Uh, and it is a little Unlike bit hard Unlike the to Samsung use. S23. Yeah. What's the deal but, with that? Well, by the way, well, that Samsung Galaxy S23 is the new phone they announced this week mm-hmm. at their event. Um, For those of you who wonder, if you have a Samsung A something with a number after it, 
mm-hmm. versus an S with a number a- after it. S is more of the flagship phone. A is their budget version. So there's nothing wrong with the budget version. But before you invest in one or you get one, I recommend you go on the Internet and search that and compare it, you know, to there are a lot of comparison websites on the Internet. Compare it to the phone you're going to get to be sure you're getting everything you need. Yeah, there you go. So um, the what was it? CNET. Mm, I wonder if this was written by AI. <laughs> they did a comparison between the Google Pixel 7 and the Galaxy S23, the Galaxy S23 Plus, and the Google Pixel Pro. Lots, lots of differences. Lots, I think it's just gotten ridiculous in the fact that the cameras, what is it, 200 megapixels? Oh, it's ridiculous. What, you know, who, who needs that? Oh, excuse me. Uh, 50 megapixel wide, 12 megapixel, wait, that can't be. It, it, it's just crazy, or maybe the pictures it generates are that huge, because I was talking to someone today. The batteries are huge. I mean, basically, we have to realize that what we're doing is look at this thing, smartphones, as a computer, because that's what we're using them for. Really, it's not for phone calls. Yeah, it's right? very interesting. I mean, so it'll be interesting. Uh, CNET does have that comparison if you want to go check it out. I tweeted it today on February 4th, and the link is on my Twitter account. You know, it's interesting. This week uh, I'm hosting Distinguished Speakers, and it's Christine Minnemeyer, who is the National Geographic Adventurer of the Year and conservation photo- conservationist photographer. I'm going to ask her about the her opinion, because she's a big-time photographer, on what does the average person need? How many megapixels does someone really need to have? Well, you know, it really depends on what you're using it for. Well, and if course. you use Google Photos, uh, I have ordered many a canvas print. And a two megabyte picture will get you up to a 12 by 16 decent print. Yeah, which is pretty so, good. What else do you need? No, you I don't. I mean, I have pictures that are 12 and 11 megabytes. That's crazy. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. That's way too much data. It's also so, difficult sometimes to, if you want to send those pictures by email, they get so large that sometimes you can't send them. Well, the limit on Gmail is 25 megabytes okay. per Okay, I mean, email. that's a fair so, amount. And that's fair. But the thing is, again, remember you've got a very good camera and a very <coughs> good computer that you're paying money for. Um, it's not a phone anymore. It's barely a communication device. So I'll let you know. I'm going to try the flip phone. I'm terrified, but <laughs> here we go. Okay, this is something I wanted your opinion on because you've been on the Internet for a long time. So there's this guy who's a YouTuber. He's on Twitter, too. He's at Mr. Beast. Now, he is a nice guy. He does nice things for people. He helped treat 1,000 people with blindness and low vision and had it with a doctor who did surgeries. He paid for them all, and these people saw for the first time. Um, He posted to his YouTube site uh, January 28th a video called 1,000 Blind People See for the First Time. And you know the whole world watched this. I mean, the people's 
uh, you know, how did they feel when they saw clearly for the first time and they could read things for the first time? Uh, this this bad vision can be cleared up so easily. And yet, if it's so damn easy, why isn't our gov- government doing it? Well, you know, why is that not, you know, a normal thing that people could walk in and get fixed? I mean, shouldn't the right to see if you have an is the, the surgery takes 10 minutes, 10 minutes. Now, I say bravo to the guy, but a lot of people are dragging him on the internet. Quote, there is something so demonic about this, I can't even articulate what it is. And they're calling it inspiration porn and a disability of the, that it's exploitative content. He uses vulnerable and desperate people for content. That doesn't make him a good man. Well, you know, this is what he does. And people view it. And I say, even though he makes a lot of money, I mean, this stunt of philanthropy was designed for public consumption. 76 million views translate to ad revenue for him and his team. They spent a lot of money on producing this and putting it together. Now, what do you think? What do you think? Um, on Twitter, the, Mr. Beast said, Twitter says, rich people should help others with their money. Me, okay, I'll use my money to help people and I promise to give away all my money before I die. Every single penny. Twitter, Mr. Beast, bad. I don't think Mr. Beast is bad. What do you think, Mark? Mark? <laughs> I guess Mark has gone the way of Mr. Beast. Mark? Oh, I ca- oh, my fault. I keep forgetting. I cough. I still have a little bit of a cough left. So sorry about that. I was on mute. No, I think that the, that he sounds like a phenomenal guy. I don't see the downside to what he's doing at all. So if he makes money, he makes money. What's wrong with that? This is America. You know, if, you can, if you're smart enough to make money and you can do philanthropic things as we all like to do, why not? I mean, I don't understand what the criticism is about because he makes money doing it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if he really had, you know, um, a lot of people, a blind guy tweeted that Mr. Beast seems to be putting his money where his mouth is. Yeah. Um, But a lot of people, a lot of people are dragging him um, and and really being terrible. And I can imagine how frustrating it is to him because he is doing good. And the minute I saw the video, I applauded it and I thought, how amazing. No, I think that's fantastic. You know, there's a lot of research into eye and uh, the the surgery we were talking about. I've read about it. There's allegedly an eye drop. That will help improve your vision. There's a lot of uh, vision-related things that are coming out now, and I but think- a ten-minute surgery, a ten-minute yeah. surgery, right? Yeah. I mean, first of all, I don't know what they charge for it, but if the government would help subsidize it, who I think should be subsidizing it, right? Uh, how expensive could it be? Should it be part of uh, Medicare or Medicaid well, or whatever? No, if I agree. Th- I mean, that simple years a fix. If we have a seeing society, we're all going to be better for that. Yeah. I mean, 25 years ago, I had laser eye surgery, 
It was one of the best things I'd ever done. In those days, it was not inexpensive. It was about $5,000. It takes about 20, it took about 20 seconds in each eye. And it was truly one of the best things I've ever done. So if you can do that and, and it's at a reasonable cost, why not? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So so your opinion, thumbs up or thumbs down on thumbs Mr. Beast? Up, thumbs up, absolutely. There you go. I think he's an awesome dude and keep working. And whoever is saying all these negative things, I'm sorry, I don't understand it. Okay. Um, oh, okay. So I believe that you have a buy this week. Uh, I do have his. Well, are we ready for that? Are we going to do best out there? But okay, we can do that. Uh, this is the time of the planet where we search the universe, the planet, and Amazon. And this is pretty cool. If you've been looking for a backup camera for your car, uh, there is a company, Do Honest. Never heard of the company, but it's gotten good reviews. Uh, it's a backup camera HD waterproof night vision metal rear view reverse cam for cars trucks pickups rvs whatever so you know basically sometimes people you know you want to have these things in case you get into an accident or you know for whatever reason we all use these um, devices you know on our houses on our cars and whatever uh it comes with a high definition sensor uh, it shows a true color reproduction for the driver in day or night uh it looks like a pretty nifty camera and the pricing on this thing is unbelievable. So normally it sells for thirty nine ninety nine, but you can get it on Amazon. If you click their button, which Amazon does have from time to time, you'll get it for $9.99. They take 30 bucks off, and it's pretty cool. And if you want, yeah, what did you say, Marsha? I didn't say anything. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, and uh, easy installation. You can uh, opt to position it under your side mirror, your front bumper, your front grill, your rear deck, uh, all kinds of different places. It's got a three-year warranty. I mean, how how bad can it be for 10 bucks? And well, the actually, only thing is that I totally recommend, because I don't trust Amazon reviews anymore, honestly. Well, I agree. <laughs> um, I totally agree. Before you purchase it, go to the website and read their terms and conditions and the privacy information and how much of your stuff they sell. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, so anyway, that's the story. It is called the, let's see, Do Honest Backup Camera HD. Uh, you can pick it up on Amazon. And uh, if you do it today, you'll get it for, instead of $39.99, $9.99. Doesn't get any cheaper than that. That's a so, deal. Yeah, thank you. That's, uh, so that is our buy of the week. Uh, and I don't have one of those on my car. I don't know, maybe we should, maybe we shouldn't. I don't know. Um, it's very want, cool. My husband yeah. has one, so that's very cool. Okay, there you go. Uh, do we want to talk about free software? or? Yeah, talk about to... the free software because uh, maybe maybe not all one billion of the free software there is, <laughs> but maybe some of the good stuff. Because I have right, to tell me, you, yeah, the, num- a couple of ones. the number one around? that they mentioned, though. Audacity, Audacity. I use that all the time. Yep. I've used it to edit this show. I have used it to record commercials for voiceover. Believe it or not, it is the best free audio edit. I mean, I was willing to pay for it. You know, I went out there, I looked. But this is free, and it's still the top recommended everywhere. Yeah, very very cool. Audacity Uh, is amazing. Yeah, if you want video editing software, Shotgun, or Shotcut, rather, Shotcut, uh, made for Windows, Mac, and Linux. Uh, and it helps you to uh, you use it for video editing, which is kind of cool. 
So that's one. Again, all these are free. Uh, if you want a good media player, the VLC Media Player, available for all formats, uh, includes auto-rotating smartphone videos. Uh, it plays anything on your desktop, and it has guarantee of no ads, tracking, or spyware. So, Marsha, that's that's a big deal for you. Yep. And for Not every, just it should for, be for me, everybody. for everyone. Yeah, yeah, for everybody, right. Exactly. Uh, any, any of the other free ones on here strike you? Well, of course, Zoom. We yeah, all Zoom's use Zoom. Zoom is the great way uh, people can get involved in their communities. The California Public Utilities Commission, for example, holds their meetings online, and you can attend as a citizen via Zoom, which is a lot more convenient than going downtown or wherever the heck they hold that meeting. Right. And people on Zoom made a difference. Um, you may not know, or a lot of states are having problems with the cost of natural gas in heating homes. And the people who showed up via Zoom had some excellent comments and really shamed yep. <laughs> this county board of supervisors. Uh, got somewhere, but didn't get enough. But they still did get some sort of a rebate for everybody. So Zoom is important. I, I think it makes a difference in the earth. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's an excellent product, and I've, I use it all the time. Um, if you are a screenwriter or just a writer in general, there's something called Why Writer. Uh, helps build uh, a handle on stories and characters and people that are wanting to learn how to write or to help them learn how to write. So that's a good one. Uh, anything else you saw in there that you want to talk about? No, I, you know, uh, Google Earth Pro has always right. been a big favorite. That's a very big program, and I absolutely recommend if you, you're going to do it, do it on the web with a very big screen. Right. Because it's very cool. Plex, another thing. Free yeah, media center. The, that's great. It, you can stream videos and your music collection around the house. It's free. Uh, we'll work for you. Install it on all your devices. Point it at some media. Uh, it, it's very good looking into Plex if you're into that. Now, they mentioned TikTok. I don't know. I, I don't need any more distractions. I'm trying to pare down. I'm, I'm like a Gen Z. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking for simplicity, so I'm, yeah, I'm just—I deleted it. Okay. Um, also, you had some social media things uh, that you wanted to talk about. I think uh, that were involving philanthropy. Well, we talked about that, Mark, with Mr. Beast. Oh, that's oh, that was that segment. Oh, that was out of order then, or thing. I didn't realize that's what you were talking about because there was another story that you had up here about the park services. Oh, um, did I have that in there? I don't see it. But yeah, well, I, I okay. No, the National Park, uh, real quick, since Mark said it, the National Park Service has somebody on their Twitter account who is absolutely amazing. Occasionally, you find the people who run these accounts, and they're funny and amusing. So you just go to NATL Park Service, all one word, on Twitter. And take a look at what they're doing. They have a million followers. Uh, today, four hours ago, they tweeted, Ice, ice, bison. And it's a picture of a bison with uh, <laughs> snow on it. He says, all right, stop. Update, un- ungulate and listen. The bison's back with a brand new admission. If you're cold, they're not cold. <laughs> oh. I mean, he's really... 
Uh, bison have a high cold tolerance. The coat of a bison is so thick and insulates the bison's body so well. Snow will land on the bison and not melt from the heat of the bison's body. So go figure. Mm. And if you go through this account, I'm definitely following it. And I get signed up for notifications when they tweet. Uh, National Park Service. You can learn something, be amused, be happy most of the time. And uh, there's a great picture of animals and things in nature on that side. I actually love the picture. They have an adorable picture of a bear uh, sitting on a rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a great site to check out. Well, it says it it looks like a frog. It says this bear is quite riveting. (laughs) See? Yeah, Yeah. I mean, puns, the whole thing. It's a great account. On Twitter, National Park Service. Don't want to miss that. Uh, So what have you been watching on TV lately? Anything? I saw the single best series that I've ever seen. And and I have said that before. But in the Critics' Choice Awards, my favorite Extraordinary Attorney Wu, which is a Korean show, show, lost to something called Pachinko. Oh, yeah, you're watching that. I tried to. I haven't gotten into it yet. I watched it. Mark, you, you really have to. Also, they say that complex fiction is the best thing for your brain so that you remember who the people are and what's going on. And it's it's not easy. No, it is not. But they say, they say, studies have said, doctors say, that watching or reading complex fiction will help stave off any dementia, things like that. So try to stick with it, Mark. I went through it about, I hit my stride in about four okay. episodes. And once I did, I couldn't, we couldn't, my husband and I couldn't stop watching it. Interesting. If All right, your I'll, I'll give it family is an immigrant, if your family started with nothing, you will resonate so much. If your family has ever been discriminated against, you will, this resonates incredibly with people. If, you, if your family during the Second World War went through the hell of the Nazis, you will this will resonate with you. It's insane. And it really drives home the meaning of family and how family is important. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I couldn't give anything a more glowing review. It's called Pachinko. And it's interesting when the people are talking Korean, the uh, uh, closed caption is in yellow. And when they're talking in Japanese, it's in blue. So you know the difference of who is talking, because basically Korea had a real problem, that's understatement, with Japan. Right. And so knowing who's speaking in what language makes a big difference, and they smartly do that with color. Yeah, And English is in white. Um, New new one I just started on Peacock, loving it, Poker Face, which is a lady by the name of Natasha Leone, who is on another series that she did very well with, and they're calling it the Modern Columbo. For those of you who don't know Columbo, it was this great television series where he was a cop, and he would walk away, and then he would turn back and go, just, just one more thing. And it's kind of like that. She solves a new murder mystery every week, and she's running from kind of the mob. And that's on Peacock, and uh, excellent, really excellent series called Poker Face. Well, um, you know, I think... Th- we're running out of time, yep. but I do have to tell you that there is a show called, what is it, Trent's 
Will Trent. Will TV Trent, series. very good. Uh, interesting, quirky, and just as you say, very reminiscent of Columbo. Yep. So it's a police drama. Interesting. Give it a shot. Good show. There's the music, Mark. All right, everybody, enjoy. Have a great week, and we'll see you next week. We will see you next week. This is Marsha Collier and Mark Cohen. Uh, talking tech, giving tips. Hit us up on Twitter if you have any questions, and we're more than You've happy. You've been listening to Computer to and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought.